Hello, welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I'm giving you a bit of a different intro before we dive into today's episode. If you haven't already registered your interest to my new programme, Do The Thing, which is launching in the second week of January 2022, now is your chance. Anyone on the waitlist before the 1st of January will receive a special email from me on the 1st with a very generous offer. Inside Do The Thing, you define what you want and together we make it happen. You get access for life, which means access to all future updates. This is for the person who's seen a glimpse of what is on the other side of their fears. They know deep down what they want. They do. They pretend they don't, but they do. It's easier that way. It's easy to pretend that you don't know. You're confused because if you're confused, then you get to not take action. You get the false benefit of staying still in the known discomfort instead of stepping into the unknown discomfort of doing the thing. Doing the thing is for you if you know deep down that there is a thing that you want to do, be or have, but the thing that is in your way is actually yourself. Do the thing won't just help you do the thing. It will change how you approach all things that you want to have, do or be forever if you like. The link to register your interest is in the show notes of this episode or head over to my website which is www.tlb.org uk and click on do the thing and with that let's dive into today's episode hello and welcome back now before i head in to the last episode of the year which is going to be a review of 2021 and welcoming in 2022 I want to do this episode because it's coming up a lot in my DMs over on Instagram, a lot in conversation. At this time of year, what I notice happening a lot is we start to reflect and in that reflection, we can start to identify the things that we didn't do or didn't make progress on that we wish we had of. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode because something that comes up a lot in that conversation is fear. And where I see this come up is how fear has held us back, how fear has stopped us from making progress. And this is something that I used to call overcoming fear. But what I've learned, especially this year, is fear isn't there to be overcome. It's just a visitor. It's there to show us what's important. Plus, when we talk about fear as though it's something to overcome, we're implying that it needs to not exist for us to move forward, for us to make progress, for us to do the thing. And that's just not true. That is just not true. So thinking through this episode and just riffing on it while I made my porridge this morning, I was thinking this isn't about overcoming fear. This is about making progress towards the things that are meaningful to us while fear still exists inside us, within us. And everyone feels fear in some form, everyone. The top ones that I notice are fear of not being good enough, fear of not having enough, not being enough, not being in control, being too old, too young, fear of being unsuccessful, lacking purpose, being on our own, losing it all, not having enough talent, unhappiness, looking stupid, not being accepted, being rejected, not being ready. There are so many ways that fear shows up for us all individually. And it will be different for us all individually because we're all individuals. But the fact is everyone feels fear in some form and that's not a sign that you're broken. It's not a sign that you're weak. It's not a sign that you shouldn't proceed. It's a normal human response. And if you think other people don't feel fear, myself included, then you're mistaken. 
<laughs> Everyone feels fear. And what we really want to explore here is how to use fear to help us progress rather than keep us stuck. What we're looking to use fear for is to help us transform our fears into positive, empowering action. And what I do know is that fear will always be present, especially if we want to live fully, especially if we want to explore our own lives fully. I think that it's safe to say that if you are in that place, regardless of whether it's taking bold leaps and heading towards your dreams and all of that stuff, or if it's just feeling the fear that comes with taking actual rest. I was speaking to my Thrive Together members in a workshop this week. Uh, sorry, not a workshop, a group coaching session. And we were talking about why one of our members in particular really, really struggles with actually doing intentional rest, actually giving herself time to rest. And if you're not someone who feels comfortable in doing nothing, if you are someone who is constantly doing something, is constantly being productive, then someone says to you, oh, it's important to rest, hashtag be kind to yourself, all that shit, then you're going to try rest on. And one thing is almost inevitable. It's going to feel like shit. The first time that you truly let yourself rest, it's probably gonna feel like shit. One, because you're not used to it. Two, because you, your habits will crop up and be like, no, you're meant to be being productive. No, you're meant to be being elsewhere. You've got a million things to do. Uh, how many is that? Th two, three, three. You're probably going to sabotage your own rest with all of the things, all of the shoulds that you're giving yourself and therefore think, oh, well, what's the point in this? I may as well actually be doing the things. All of the shit, there's so many more. But the point is, there was a fear for this person around taking rest. And that fear came from deeply, deeply rooted thoughts, behaviours, patterns of behaviour, beliefs around what it means to be good. And those beliefs came from such a deeply rooted place from childhood even, but ultimately masking rest with being productive was the thing that was bringing fear. And so please understand that fear can crop up in so many different forms, in so many different ways. And as you listen to this episode, an invitation to you is to think about how fear is coming up for you. Because I believe the biggest mistake that we all make is to see fear as something that shouldn't be experienced. And that is because it's uncomfortable. And what do we want to do when things are uncomfortable? We want to avoid the discomfort. And so my idea that I want to introduce you to is, what if instead of avoiding the discomfort, what if avoiding fear is actually doing us more harm than good? Let me give that to you again. What if avoiding fear is actually doing us more harm than good? Fear is a feeling, it's an emotion, and it can be there to help serve us. It's an inbuilt function, it's there, ultimately it's there to keep us safe, an evolutionary response that's kept our ancient, ancient ancestors from being eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, it was helpful, it is helpful. Fear needs to be heard, fear needs to be acknowledged, but as Brené Brown would say, it doesn't require you to armour up and head in for battle. What I'm asking you here is, rather than address your fear in battle mode, 
or in freeze mode or flight mode, rather than investing our energy, avoiding the discomfort or going to war with ourselves about it, let's not spend our time and energy on trying to battle with fear. Let's just agree in this moment that fear is a natural, normal part of life that we all experience. And you probably always feel fear in some way, shape or form. And that's an invitation. Have a think about how fear feels for you. How does it feel physiologically? How does fear feel emotionally? How do you notice yourself avoiding the discomfort that comes with fear? Because if it is the driving force behind the reasons that you do and don't do things without your say-so, without your acknowledgement, without your agreement, that is when your life is not going to feel like your own. That is when you're going to be avoiding the difficult conversation for fear that they will hate on you or react negatively or speak ill of you. If the reason that you are not starting that business is for fear that you're not going to be enough, you're going to fail, then that is going to hold you back from something that literally could change your life and other people's lives. I know these examples, I have lived them. I have lived them and I live them. And I can tell you that fear is something that I have grown very close to and recognising when I am in that discomfort that comes with being face to face with your fear, that can be both a very scary place to be, but also a very empowering place to be. So if I think about my goals and the things that I want in my life and in my business, of course they bring up levels of fear within me. And when I explore what that fear is saying to me, it helps me to work through it. So if I've got a huge goal in my business next year about the people that I might like to serve or the ways, the things that I might like to create to serve the people that I care about, well then maybe fear will crop up and start saying to me, but Nikki, are you really good enough? But Nikki, can you re- do you really know how to market that? When I sit with the discomfort of exploring those fears, I can see what is real and what is not. I can see that actually, shit, that fear is there because actually it's true. I don't know the knowledge and skills that I need to be able to do that big thing. Well, that's telling me that I need to go and learn. It's not telling me to run away. It's telling me that you're feeling that because it's valid. You're feeling like an imposter because you actually don't know how to do that yet. And that's okay, because you get to learn. But what we don't do with that fear is go, oh shit, you're right, and then that's the end, you know? (laughs) Then that's the end. There is so much information, so many experiences, so many influences, so much external criteria upon which we can compare ourselves, and we forget that we've got inner wisdom. Our soul inherently knows the truth. But when we don't allow ourselves to feel fear, because we want to disconnect from the discomfort, that is when we're not giving ourselves the opportunity to speak to that wisdom. We're not giving ourselves the opportunity to figure out what in this fear is actually real and valid and what in this fear is actually just a fear of rejection or failure that isn't valid, that has no solid foundations, but it's just me trying to keep my ego safe and not feel vulnerable. And that's the thing, fear becomes unhealthy when we run away from it. Fear becomes unhealthy when it keeps us locked in a place that makes us unhappy, when it keeps us playing small and we don't want to. 
when it makes us feel like we need the reassurance from everyone outside of ourselves and disconnects us from our own inner wisdom, when it creates a need for, like I spoke in the last episode about control and me wanting to release, recognizing that in 2021, I have tried to get more control and micromanaging areas of my business, that's a fear response. And those fear responses can make you feel very lonely, very ashamed, very weak, very vulnerable. But when it causes you to catastrophize the worst outcome and then spend time living in that imaginary world, as opposed to focusing on what could be for yourself, that is when it can become unhealthy. That is when we allow the all or nothing thinking, the what if thoughts, instead of recognizing and giving our focus and attention to what could be all the small incremental wins that we actually are having. And I hope that you can hear within me, I feel so passionately about working with fear. I know that I've mentioned it in previous episodes, but do the thing which I'm releasing in January, my new program. There is gonna be so much of working with the fear as opposed to hiding away from it. And I am so looking forward to seeing your transformations as you learn how to use fear because it can be a helpful guidance system if you listen to it, if you allow yourself to sit in the discomfort of it. Because when we acknowledge our fears, we allow ourselves to explore them. We allow ourselves to self-coach That is when the magic happens. When we allow ourselves to self-coach, to self-soothe and move forward in ways that feel comfortable to us, make progress to meaningful things to us. Because when we let fear take the steering wheel, what what we have essentially accepted is its sweeping statements. Sweeping statements and we become the passenger in the vehicle. And you will probably notice that about your own fears they will typically be sweeping statements that without exploration hold no validity whatsoever. But with exploration, it allows us to see actually what's real and what's not. And you know what I notice the most in the clients that I coach is once we explore their fear and I just ask them to sit with me in the discomfort just for a few moments longer, what we often find is the next best step to take. That's what's gorgeous about working through fear is we can actually go from lacking clarity and lacking certainty. And when we explore it, we go, shit, yeah, I can really clearly see now the best next step for me to take. And it's such a beautiful thing to guide people through. It's such an honor to guide people through. And I wanna share with you in this episode a few things that I have learned and I have practiced over time that I personally use when I am in the fear. So the first one is, one thing that I love to do is define the nightmare. (laughs) What you probably wanna do when you're feeling fear is run away from it, is hide away from it. And we can't really do that because it's like trying to keep air trapped underwater with our hands. It's only so long that it's gonna stay down there. And so I like to like bring it on, define the fucking nightmare, define the fear that's holding you back, the absolute worst case scenario, get it all out, lay it all out. Don't just include facts such as I could lose my job, but also include things like how that might feel, you know, really explore that fear what shame could come up, what guilt could come up, who else could you be impacting if this worst case scenario happened? And then when you've got all of that out, look at it and go, okay, 
probability and possibility. What I like to do is leave a little margin down the side of my page, write my fear out, and then as I read through my own notes, I go, okay, scale one, how possible is it that that end outcome, that that catastrophe could happen? And I give it a scale of like one to 10. How possible is it? And then I go, how probable is it that that will happen? And what I often find is when I'm scared, let's say, um, let's say when I was setting up the business, I was petrified that it wasn't going to work. I was going to fail and um, (laughs) I would be living on the street and I would let everyone down, right? How possible is that 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 could happen? Well, it is possible that my business could fail. I've never done this before. So let's give that a five out of 10. But if I actually look at the um, things that I was really scared of, I wasn't actually scared of the failure. I was scared of the implications of the failure, what it would mean about me, what it would mean to my family, what it would mean about our security and our situation. And when I looked at that, I was like, that's not fucking probable at all. We're not going to get to a point where we live on the street. I'll go and get a job before we do that you know, and when I looked at what it would mean about me, I could take it. The possibility rating and the probability rating is a gorgeous one to do, but then whatever you're left over with, it's like, okay, well, if that actually happened, then what? Then I put myself in that position and I think about if it really did happen, if I was living at the YMCA, eating at food banks and it was all my fault, what could I And what would I be doing to repair the damage to get things as normal in inverted commas, even if that is temporarily as normal as I possibly could? And when you really look at it, you realise that if the worst case scenario did actually happen, you could probably get out of it quick, pretty quickly, you know? (laughs) And this is the thing in exploring all of that, what you then realise is the opportunity loss. When we are in a position of trying to avoid fear, what we're typically trying to do is avoid the discomfort of the fear. And what we then don't do is look at where we're missing out because we're not taking action on things that are meaningful to us. We're we're missing out on our own growth. We're missing out on experiences. We're missing out on growing into the potential that lives inside us. We're potentially missing out on so much more. And that could be anything from relationships to financial abundance, all sorts of things. Because we don't actually look at that. We just look at the catastrophe that we've defined in our own minds. So I like to list that. What is this fear costing me? When fear creeps in on me and I'm not letting myself sit in it long enough, what it doesn't allow me to do is see where I am missing out in life and business because I won't face it. And what that usually does is move me into a position and a feeling of hope, a position and a feeling of possibility. And that then allows me to flip it on its head, which is, well, all of that said, what might be the best outcome? Where might be the potential benefits? Where might be the potential gains? Even if I fuck this up, where could I actually grow from this? What could actually come from this. A great example of this is when I worked in online learning in an actual job, there was a contract that I was responsible for and the client cancelled the contract. And it was devastating at the time because it really made an impact on my own figures and my own success in that business. And I felt a big obligation to the business owner and all of the things. Anyway, the client made it very, very clear that it wasn't really about the product and it wasn't about the service. They were ever so happy with the service that we, and specifically I, had given them. And 
I want to I let you know that at the time, I felt like such a failure. I felt like I'd let everyone down. All of the things, I remember it so vividly. I even remember where I was. Isn't that weird? That when we go through those times and we feel the fear that comes with those situations, you know, the, the thing that we didn't want to happen actually happening, we can actually remember the specifics about it. Isn't that funny? Anyway, roll on the years and I actually got contacted by this same client in my business now to say, we have a day's worth of work. We know that you're the person to help us with it. We feel like the work would be aligned to what it is that you do now. Would you help us? And (laughs) it's so lovely looking at things in retrospect because that was, what, five years ago now? And at the time it felt catastrophic. At the time it was all, it kept me awake at night. At the time it was all I could think about. At the time it it meant something about me and how effective and successful I was. But what I failed to see, because I couldn't, is that a few years later, five years later, that same client will be coming back to me because of the impact that I had on them at the time. And that's the thing, is like the, the thing we're afraid of, we don't actually see how it might be serving us if only we allow ourselves to sit in the discomfort of it, to recognise and acknowledge that actually this may well be serving us, although it feels shitty in the moment, although this feels shitty now, this may well be serving us in some way, shape or form. There might be a lesson here, there might be a gift in this fear, if only we allow ourselves to explore it. So with that, I really hope that this episode serves you. I really hope that as you're reflecting on the year and you're looking backwards on the things that you didn't do and the progress that you didn't make towards goals that are meaningful to you, my hope is that you are able to reflect and assess what is your relationship with fear like? Would you like that to change? Would you like it to be a more respectful relationship? So instead of fear being the ruler and the dominant driver would you like to have a more healthy relationship with fear and this is an invitation for you if this is resonating with you this is an invitation for you to dive deeper whether it's through this podcast episode or through considering working together in 2022 this is absolutely an invitation for you to see fear differently for you to have a more mutually beneficial relationship with fear. And with that, I'm going to wrap up the episode there. I will see you in the last episode of 2021 in the next one. Have an intentional day. I am always cheering you on and I hope that you are cheering you on too. Thank you for being here with me today all the way to the end. My goal is to get this podcast into the ear holes of everyone who would benefit from hearing it. So I have a request for you. Please could you share this episode by clicking the share link and sending it to a friend, a colleague and for bonus points, leave me a review on iTunes or tag me over on Instagram. If you want to contact me, the best place to find me is over on Instagram or you can just mail me direct on contact at tlb.org.uk. All the links are in the show notes. So until the next episode, have an intentional day. I am cheering you on.